Welcome to Chinuch Today. I am your host, Rabbi Yerachmiel Garfield. Please join me as we highlight innovative ideas and inspiring people from the world of Chinuch. Hello and welcome to another episode of Chinuch Today podcast. This is Yerachmiel Garfield, and today we're going to meet Rabbi Yaakov Moshe Resnick, the founding director of Dial a Rebbe. Yes, that is what it's called, Dial a Rebbe. What a good title because it really tells you what exactly the program is. In evenings, he has an entire network of a hotline where you could call and get questions answered for homework, whether it be a short question or a long question. He now has a hotline for boys, a hotline for girls, and even a hotline in Yiddish. And you will hear how this young man who was in Kolo and then became a Rebbe in Cleveland had an idea developed it, has continuously grown it, and now is servicing many, many children in need on a regular basis. And I feel like I say this a lot, but I will say it yet again because it is so true that Chinuch Today podcast is so focused on highlighting people exactly like Rabbi Resnick. Here is someone who had an idea, who went with it, and is impacting many children with that idea. And I hope that by listening to this podcast, you too will be inspired to think of ideas and not be scared to try them out and see what you could do to further Chinuch today. Here is Rabbi Resnick. Hello and welcome Rabbi Yaakov Moshe Resnick to Chinuch today. Rabbi Resnick is the founder of Dial a Rebbe, which is an amazing new program we're going to learn about. Hello, Rabbi Resnick. Hi, Rabbi Garfield. Thank you for having me on the show. Such a pleasure to have you. Where are you right now? Where are you broadcasting from? So I live in Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, I'm wow. part of the Hebrew Academy of Cleveland. Are you a Rebbe there? Or what do you do for them? Yes, absolutely. Eighth grade Rebbe. Eighth grade is a special year. Usually I go backwards, but I need to stop right there. How long have you been an eighth grade Rebbe for? Two years. Okay. All right. Let's let's take a step back and we're gonna we're gonna come up to that. So where did you grow up? Where in the world? So I grew up in Bayswater, New York. Most people okay. refer to it as Farakaway. Yes. Um it's had a bit of a resurgence recently. Right? Uh, could be. <laughs> and, um, okay, cool. And where did you go to Yeshiva? I went to elementary school. I went to um, Siach Yitzchak. It's oh, wow. uh, Rabbi Freifeld um, started it, I guess. Yeah, you must have been one of the earlier classes or no? Something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, and then from Sifta and Bismarck, I went to Novominsk. Oh, very nice. Were you close to the Novominsk Rebbe? Avada. Oh, wow. He, uh, I mean, it was a fascinating, amazing mechanic. I'm sure you have a lot of uh, experiences. Yes, we had that. We used to we used to dorm inside the same building. He like kind of had like a dorm suite that was his house. Oh, really? There were people there like a whole day. There were always people like coming and knocking on his door. Wow. And, and if we ever were like lacking something, we knew we always had a place to turn to as well. Beautiful. I remember one year Shuas. There was like the second day Shuas was pouring rain, and we had some suit that was really far away that wasn't like Negea to go to. <laughs> And so a group of guys, we just knocked on his door. We joined his family for like a suit. Uh, it was something special. I never fully understood. It's a Hasidish yeshiva, but you don't seem like, you know, a born and bred Hasid. So, no. right. <laughs> so how does that work? I mean, it's, it was a Hasidish yeshiva for non Hasidish Abakrim or? So the rabbi tried very hard to make it very vast and very wide, mm-hmm. very wide, able to, to accommodate everybody. He would always said that like his dream was to have a guy learning Reb Chaim Brisker and Kedusha Slavia on the same bench. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> uh-huh. so he kind of molded it all together. So there were a lot of Bakram that were like more Hasidish. They usually left earlier, 12th grade, first year they were gone. 
Mm-hmm. And then the, the other, the, you know, the, the, re- the regular Yeshiva Shbachim, they stayed until like third or fourth year. And uh, I assume you learned in Kailo before you went to Chinuch? That's right. Were you in Lakewood or where? I was in uh, Lakewood and then I came here actually to Cleveland um, oh. about three years after I was married. I joined the Kailo of Rev. Velvel um, it's actually in the same building. It's in the Hebrew Academy building. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like one of those school-based kailim that, like, you learn with the boys, and then they, they see you, and you're around, and you get Very a little nice. piece of slowly, slowly, surely. Did you do that because you knew you had an interest in Kenach? Yes, absolutely. So, like, you picked that kolal specifically? Yeah, and they picked me. <laughs> oh, they picked you. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah, we both picked each other. So when did yeah. you know that you wanted to go into Chinuch? Was that did you know that before that or as a kid? That's a good question. When did you know you went to, wanted to go into Chinuch? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good I question, think, right? I think I knew it before I knew it. You know, if if that makes sense. Let me. I can explain. I think I I was always naturally very much a nurturing person and very interested in connecting to people and helping them grow. So I think I was like that from the earliest years. Now, I didn't know that that meant I wanted to be a mechanic, per se. But um, I think... I'm a mechanic at that. Well, I hope... I strive, I certainly strive to be. But um, I think that those midos have been part of me since I was a little kid, to be honest. Uh-huh. It's, I was always like a pirate leader. I was always a counselor in camps. I was always like, you know, involved yeah. in kids and... It was just where you were going. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Okay, and then while in those so, years, Kolol, how many years were you in the Kolol of, in Hebrew Academy? About five years. I was in the Kolol for five years. And then actually, that actually evolved from the Kolol, because what happened was, in the Kolol, they um, were around a lot of the boys, and some of the boys, you know, needed extra extra help, a little mm-hmm. kabusa here and a kabusa there. So I would learn with boys at night, part of the night theater program. And then besides that, also, boys that needed extra tipul. I would reach out to them and the parents would reach out to me and we'd like make a shaft and I would, you know, learn with some boys. It got to be too much. Like I couldn't learn with the amount of boys and wanted to be learned, learned with. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, yeah, so I started something called success tutoring. Success tutoring was like a shadchanas of sorts. I knew like there were some guys that wanted to learn with people and they were good guys. And, like there's no, no one knew about them. Mm-hmm. I knew there were parents that needed someone to learn with their kid. So I kind of made a shadchanas. I would set them up with each other. And it was really nice. We had a lot of shafts out. Like, Baruch Hashem, by, by the time COVID hit, we had tons of, of shafts over the phone, over the computer, people from everywhere, especially like when schools weren't really so regular. So it was it was a That's real... real was it only in Cleveland, or did you expand out of... Um, so we, we tried a little bit. We had a couple of shafts out of Cleveland, but mostly it was mostly Cleveland-oriented. And was that an organization that you opened, so to speak, or a business? Um, kind of a business or, organization, something like that. Yeah, I got it. Okay, and so then you became a rabbi, I guess, after COVID, right? That's right, yeah. I mean, I became a rabbi two years ago. So. Two years ago, yeah. Um, so how's that going? You enjoying it? Is it what you expected it to be? Awesome. Ten times better. Really? <laughs> what's what's different than you anticipated? I don't know. You see, you, don't, you, you never really know something until you're actually in it. Uh-huh. Uh, and you always, like, you dream about it. You think about it, like, okay, it's probably, like, I don't know, just, like, you know, it's just like teaching and you're like helping people understand things. And like, it's like, like one-on-one it's so much more stimulating than that because it's so much more of a, a yachas that I find. Like, I, I feel like, especially now that I, I'm ready the second, second year Rebbe. So I still have boys that like call me like, you know, over sukkahs and, and like, you know, boys that still reach back out. And like, it's really a lifelong connection. No joke. No joke. I was, I was Zaycha to be a ninth grade Rebbe for nine years. And I'm still Bikesha. Last night, I had a, a, one of my Talmudim call me. 
or something. And I, I am so blessed that in my school, I have three mishpachas of grand talmidim in my, uh, in my school here in Houston. I have three talmidim living in Houston. Two in the wow. kail and one who's working. And it is, is that a thing, Grand Tamidim? That sounds. I, I, that's what I call them, and I tell everyone they get whatever they want. They're special. They're my, they're my, they're mina. They're my kinder. So um, it's it's a tremendous nachas, and if you do it right, which I strive to do, you stay in touch. I'm not in touch with all my Tamidim, but uh, you know the ones that I am in touch with. It's it's tremendous nachas for me. And the Mitzvah Shambayu, you'll see the same uh, Paris for a long time. Oh, man. So how did Dial Rebbe start? Oh, so it basically branched off that. So so we had this this tutoring thing where like a lot of, um, you know, young Goliath and people were learning with, with Hebra at night. And then um, I did notice that there were some boys that either they couldn't afford it, right, which is, it's, Taka is expensive, have, you know, a personal Rebbe. And also they didn't really need it. A lot of boys... They don't necessarily need a young man to be with them for a half hour a night. They needed a couple of minutes just to clarify something, or they needed just like that little boost of chizik or that little like zach to get them through it. But they could work, learn perfectly well with a chavrusa, or they could learn on their own. They can chazer share in five, ten minutes. They don't need the whole half hour with a chavrusa that the success tutoring thing would provide. So I was thinking about it and I did a little research. In, in like America, there are these call centers for, for homework. Where they have these bunch of people that come, these people, they, every person who's on it, like every kid who wants to call in, gets charged these huge service fees that are they're extremely expensive. And I was like, was hey, this, you know, why? they did your homework for you. Where was this when I was a kid? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I looked into that model, and their their model is a little bit different. And they have, obviously every place has their own cage and this and that. But um, I thought that that really could could momish help a lot of kids. So first thing was obviously you do some research, you talk to some rabbi and mechanichim and and this and that, and you try to figure out is it something that would really help people. Right. Feedback was different. You know, some people said yeah, of course, and some people said no way, and this and that. Right. But for most people, they thought that if you could help those kids who are really normal, regular kids who just need a little extra tipol or a little extra thing, that would be fantastic. So that was really something that we that we thought about. Another point that we thought about was. I, I, there's someone who calls me pretty often. There's a, a, a lady who, like, who I know, who calls me. She used to do homework with her kids, Vishnais and, and, and Rashis and, and things like that. She couldn't, she couldn't really figure out the shot on her own. Obviously, you know, like it's not the most regular situation. So I would guide her a little bit. And I'm like, there must be more people out there also that have the same type of thing, you know, that they need someone to reach out to just to ask them a quick question or something like that. So I brought it up to actually. Uh, there's a guy here in Cleveland, a Balabas. Um, his name is Gabi Septon. So I brought it up to him and asked, and you know, I have someone that reaches out to me once in a while. I think if we had this type of organization where people could, you know, call in and some rapim could answer. And he's like, you know what? I have the exact same thing by me. Someone calls me all the time to ask me different questions and things like that. And I try to help them. You're right. There must be more people out there. Like I'm getting calls. You're getting calls. You know, there must be something. So we, yeah, we did both did a lot of research. We called all the schools and all the rapim and this and that. And a lot of rapim said, you know, let's see. It might, might be something interesting. So we just, the beginning was totally like a, like a, a little launch. We did a half hour a night. I was funding it then and it was a, a small little thing and it was Kanaina Har. Like a lot of kids were calling in and it was a matzah. Was it, it was just Cleveland? Kid. It started off in just Cleveland. Yeah. And you had enough kids in Cleveland to call what it was like fifth or eighth grade or it was all boys. What was the, it was, was it was everybody. We started off. I, I, I think I was, I was like giving out some type of like a tchotchke or something to all the kids in all the schools that didn't know what the, what the, um, what's called, what the number is. A lot of kids were calling in and saying, okay, my tchotchke broke. Like, can I get, <laughs> you know, that was like their main question. Do you happen to know offhand how many 
children were marketed to? Is it like a thousand or there's probably like 2,000 kids? Um, it's about 2,000 kids. Yeah. Okay, just to get yeah. the number. So it was 2,000 kids had an opportunity to call half an hour, four or five days, probably four days a week because they're not going to do Friday. Exactly, just boys. It was oh, just, just boys. boys, okay. And it was also, it was, um, it was only half hour. He would call back, though. If a kid called a different time, he would, the, the Rebbe would call back. Um, I remember signing on the first Rebbe. It was, it was, it was really nice. He has to know everything. He has to be a big time Mukhachim. Yeah. Absolutely. Over, over Benazmanim, actually, there's calls that come in, like these Mesiftabachim that are mamish, like Tifin or Raj, but like, <laughs> what's the shot? What's the third side of the Rebbe? Like, it's mamish. It's kind of <laughs> it, it evolved into something. What were the uh, original startup costs? Like, what are the, is there a technology cost? Or I don't even know what's. So, yeah, the, so the system that we use, we use a, um, a, the, like an integrated phone cloud system. That um, the beginning was pretty simple because it was just like a half hour a night, so it was like kind of just like forwarding this thing or going to a voicemail. But as it got bigger and bigger and bigger, it's 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 like there's different um, there's different call queues and there's different the different times and the time frames and things. It's a very very complicated system. I have a, a, a person on on the team actually who's who's a very big tech genius who knows how to navigate through all these things and like wow. you can tell him exactly what time and who to call and he has all like cheshbon. It's, it's wow. phenomenal what's going on now. So how did you get to that? Oh, so so that was just that summer. So yeah. then I realized that if we want to continue the next year, we have to add a little more time and we have to make it a little more, you know, accessible to more people. So I brought on three more Meshivim then for the next school. And I also raised a lot of money over the summer. Is it is it one a night or you have them at the same time? So um, I, I usually do, I, then I was doing a, one official time slot. Each one of them would take, let's say, an hour or a half hour. And then during everyone else's time slot, they are the backups for the other ones. So everyone's really on call all hours, kind of, but like some is backup and some is Kabul. Got it. So it was, it was, it was pretty interesting. So where did you expand the market first? Like Chicago or Detroit or something? Exactly. So first we did the Midwest. The beginning of the next school year, we started in the Midwest. Uh, We reached out to all the schools in Detroit and Chicago and we sent them all tchotchkes and things. So so obviously the best thing. What's your go-to tchotchke? This was like it was actually pretty cool. It was you're, tchotchke, um, you're an expert in tchotchkes. Wow, it's here. Share, I share read the a, secret I read on Chinuf today. This past summer, I ran a boys camp. We had like all different types of you know, like decks of cards and like like lights and fans and who knows what water bottles. Yeah. But anyways, then we did we did actually it was like it was pretty cool. It was a pen with a light with a clip. Hmm. All in one. <laughs> Why do you need the clip? To keep it in your pen. Keep it on your pants. Keep it on your pants. Okay, cool. <laughs> Very nice. All right, so you tchotchkeed it up, and you now have the Midwest. I, I guess it, people were responsive. Yes, Baruch Hashem, people were responsive. It happens to be, actually. So so we had a lot of siyat to the Shemaya then, because like so much, many more people were calling, and we had some funding to last us through, I think it was like about Hanukkah time. And fast forwarding to Hanukkah, so so we had like, there were hundreds of callers already by then. Mm. Mamish hundreds of callers. And we ran out of funding. And it was like, okay, fine. I, I told the Rebbe, I guess you know, we'll see how it goes, and then let's let's call it, let's call it quits. And then Mamish, right then, there was a year that reached out to me from Muncie. This this idea is just phenomenal, and he really got on board. And Baruch Hashem, he's been like really been supportive ever since. Amazing. Uh, yeah, it was actually funny then in the beginning when we were first starting. So some of the Rebbe were like, you know, help, telling their class about it. We had one night where, like, at least six or seven kids called in with the exact same question. <clears throat> oh, so it's so, like your feedback to the Rebbe. Like, you didn't the do... Rebbe's like, the, the Rebbe yeah. on call, like, wait, what's going on with you guys? Basically, it turns out that the Rebbe asked them, like, a trivia question, and uh... he, he, he challenged them. Whoever gets the answer to this, 
you know, it. gets like a prize or something because they all were calling in. Were, were there any aspects of it in the beginning that you needed like a dastaira or a hadracha about, or was it clean and straight? Oh, definitely. The, the whole thing started through like through a bar Hirschfeld. He's, he was like a rub. He's the place behind it. He was very into it from the beginning. He helps vet the people, like all the rabbim that we that we go with. He he, helps them, like? he, he has certain rules of how like how you supposed to you know find the good rabbi. Really? Because that's the most important. The Bianco Bender, when we spoke to him about it, he said he's like the most important thing is who the rabbim are. Obviously, you know. All right. Be so what are the characteristics broadly that you look for in a rabbi? Um, we look for someone who has some a little bit of experience in chinuch, a little bit. Not, it doesn't have to be, you know, he doesn't have to be a rebbe for thirty-five years. But he has some type of experience in chinuch. Okay. He knows how to talk to a child. He also has to be obviously a <laughs> someone who knows his beans. Right. Some, we have some rebbeim who've gone through shas multiple times. Yeah, really. Like, there's, there's one rebbe on call who's like mamish a phenomenal. Well, they have a don't need to be local. They could be anywhere, right? Exactly. Point. Yes, so. that's the middle. They are. We have one. There's one in Muncie. There's one in Lakewood. There's one in Brooklyn. There's one. There was one in Los Angeles for a little while. Um, there's one in Cleveland, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's a few in Eretz Israel. Would you say in general they do one day a week? Is that generally what? Um, usually it's every night of the week. Really? Each person working does it every night? That's a big commitment. Yes, absolutely. Oh, wow. Okay. We pay their band. Yeah, right. So I guess it, it's worth their while to to do it, but it's a big. Uh, it's it's like a night seder. It's like in place of a night <laughs> basically. I know in in Baltimore, Rabbi Heineman, who's a big Pesach, has a call center, and he always has a shamus type of future Pesach who answers the calls and then goes to him if he needs. So it's like a halachic hotline type of thing. Wow, kind of like Moshe Rabbeinu, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except uh, the people who do that. Well, probably by Moshe Rabbeinu was also like that. They're big family chachamim because, you know, although probably 80% of the Shilas are, are not so sophisticated, but, uh, <laughs> you know. So yeah. I have uh, that. There's, there's one Rebbe who's phenomenal. Like if a Rebbe ever gets stuck or anything, they tell the boy, call back and dial that extension. Uh-huh. It goes to that Rebbe. He's like top of the line. That's great. That's good to know. And what, what, how much time do you dedicate to it? I mean, is it something that you find yourself spending a tremendous amount of time on it? Yeah, 25 hours a day, basically. <laughs> you're, you're a Rebbe, so. I know, I'm a Rebbe. So, bottom line is, there's an official, I officially have like two hours a day that I, that I put to it to like make sure, you know, everything's running smooth. But there's always things here and there. Right, 100%. So, what are your stats like? You don't have to say exactly, but is it like hundreds of calls on an average night? Is it tens of calls? It's um it's probably close. It's between tens and hundreds. Okay, you know? it probably depends. Yeah, yeah. Um, we well we now actually so it, it's it's evolved since then. We we've gone to adding a girls line. All right, which was massive. Which yeah, someone by you is uh one of the yeah one of the Houston. We have a Shalom I don't want to say that in. <laughs> so Ellis We have a Shalomayshevus in our community. How did that come about? Did someone ask for that? Or you felt women were girls were calling your line or Yeah, so there were there were girls that were calling the, the line. They were always like they would always ask the Rebbe first, like, do you mind that a question in like math or something? Like do you mind to... <laughs> usually the Rebbe was that was actually a necessary question if the Rebbe should answer girl uh-huh. questions. The Rebbe asking them if they should. <clears throat> um and then um so a, a girl calls in one time and she's like, you know, I wish there was something like this for, for ladies as well. And we looked mm-hmm. into it. And I, of course, I brought it up to the board and some of the other people. And I, everyone was like, let's go. Let's do it. Why not? <laughs> you know? Is that called Dialamora, I assume? Dial a teacher, Dialamora. We just we refer to it so far as the girls' line. The Dial a Rebbe for girls. Exactly. Got it. 
Baruch Hashem, like so far, all the all the, the, the supporters behind that have been like really, really interested in just growing it as much as possible. Like we receive calls from people in, in England, they want to see if they can like somehow add it to their you know their system as well. Their supporters, if they ask you, we do it. So like it's really that's really. I mean, do you ever um, answer the calls yourself, or are you sometimes? Sometimes I'm like the third, the third, the third uh-huh. um, layer. Right. So like, there's the regular, and then there's the backups, and if it doesn't go to the backups, I take it. Wow. So I assume you get some really interesting Shilas that come up. You mentioned one about the riddle. Are there any other uh, interesting things that were brought up? Or oh, sure. We had actually, um, it, so in, in the early days, before, when we first started, we had it, it was on 24-7. It was official hours, but it was like, if someone would call, they would always, you know, would go to Old Rabbeim. So one night, like 1230 a.m., <laughs> the calls are, it's going off the call. So, so one of their, one of their band picks up. And this mother guest was like, I'm so, so sorry. My kid's having a hard time falling asleep. He has a question that's been bothering him wow. since 9.30 and he still can't fall asleep. Can you please help him answer? <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> the Rebbe sat down with the boy and, they, you know, they went through it. And the boy was like, ah, finally you can go to sleep, you know? <laughs> that is a great story. I mean, um, you only know about it because of this yeah. situation, you know? Are, are your calls really coming from, I assume you know where they're coming from. I mean... Are most of them still from the Midwest? Is it is it growing? I, I... Definitely growing. Uh, definitely a lot of them are from Muncie. Oh, really? Uh, Why do you think that a, is? There's a lot of advertising that goes down in Muncie. There are, uh-huh. Some of our sponsors are from there. But there are calls from literally all over the place. It's it's not uncommon for like calls from Mary's to to come in, even though it's like a wacky time there. Middle of the night. Right. Or, all right, it should be late. To yeah. It's going to be 11, 12 at night. I don't know. What are your hours now? So, What's the window? The hours now are from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Oh, that's that's quite a substantial window. There's um so right right now we have three lines. There's a boys line, there's the girls line like I mentioned, and then recently we opened up a Yiddish line. Oh wow! How did that come about? That was um there were basically a, a lot of people that speak you know the Mamalushin is Yiddish. They they don't want they don't want you know the the, the Americanish chevra uh, to be answering their their calls even if it's someone who's a Rebbe who speaks Yiddish also they want to have like you know a real. Real, you know, real time of a Yiddish speaking person. So we get, so we hired this, this Yid from, from Williamsburg. <laughs> he became our face for the Yiddish line. He's working very hard. He, he's, he's phenomenal. He already has some Mishnayas programs. He loves Chinuch and loves like adding, adding Knechen and things. He has a very successful Mishnayas program with boys, hundreds of boys like are, are busy with it that he helps them learn Mishnayas for the apartment. So, Outside of your program. Uh, yeah, that, this is his own thing. His own his thing. Own, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. We also added a halacha line. Some boys were calling in. They would ask, they would ask the Rebbe some halacha shilas. So in the beginning, when we first when we first came out, like our rule book basically for Abayim was if they ask a halacha question, tell them to call back, call their own rav. And then the boys would say, "I don't have a rav. I don't know who rav. I don't know who to call. Who do we who do we got into?" So we sometimes we like we used to tell them to call the base rav or call this place that place. We tell them some numbers. A little bit in, we decided to you know incorporate our own rub, and we hired our own rub to be like things. So we made a new line called the Halacha line. Wow. He started getting calls, and originally he was getting calls, you know, kid, call, kid type of questions. Obviously not like, uh, Bas Mechala, but right. kid, kid then he got some shockers. Like he got, he got a call. There was a, a lady who called in and said her mother was Nefteris, and she wanted to know, you know, and then another, another person, she was in the hospital with Shams because she had a baby boy. She was really getting like, he was, real getting real, was he, was he a rub of stature? Is he that he could handle those? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's, okay, he, he was ready for it. He's okay. from Misha Heineman and the Ruben Feinstein. Okay. Like, real, real, the real deal. In fact, actually, our, our place who started, who like helped us start the whole thing, 
he he himself used to go on in the early days. Like he would be on himself. Rebar Hirschfeld, he's like a very famous name in Cleveland. He's a huge bicycle, mm-hmm. a big guy out there. So I was by night sitter one of the nights at the beginning, and one of the boys asked me a shout. I'm like, why don't you call Don Rebbe? There's a special person on. So this boy calls in, and it was like a bar special answer. He's like, what? <laughs> Couldn't believe it. It was, it was really special. It's really nice. That's beautiful. Uh, do you track any, like, contact information on the kids, like, to follow up, or it's just? Good question. So we have all the numbers that they okay. called from. We also have, we also have, everything is um, recorded for safety purposes. Oh. Uh, we have a little bit of information about boys. Like we have this thing that we would think we offer magnets to any boy who requests it, kind mm-hmm. of like our, our, our you know, chachkis. So if they, if the boy presses the number to request the magnet, then he, he puts in his address and whatever is. Whatever it might be interesting to keep track of the subject, the age, the grade, just to like look at a, at a graph, like a Google, I'm just picturing a the Google do it for you for nothing. Google form. I'll turn it into right. that. Like where most of the questions are being asked, you know? That would be huge. That would take a lot of work, though. Also, I don't know. Like you can make a Google form that has four questions and just ask the Rebbe each time. I don't know if they could do it while they're working, but, you know, four questions. The grade, the subject, like Chumash Kumar, whatever. I don't know what, geography. I don't know. That's it. I don't know. What, maybe mm-hmm. something else that you're interested in. And, uh, you know, sophistication of the question, scale of one to ten. I don't know. Some other yeah. And it will automatically do it all together. It's pretty cool. I could show you it up, up the air. That's interesting. Yeah, please. Um, I love two ideas. I love Chiddush. That's yeah, yeah, no. yeah, so amazing. Yeah, you so, never know. So, so where do you want to go with this? Like, what's your big vision? What's Where do you want to be in 10 years with this? One day, we're going to be 24-7 around the world, all languages. Do they have anything like this in our sister? I don't know. I don't, from what, from what I understand, they don't. Terry Masera, when I first reached out to Terry Masera to get them on board, so they told me that someone in Israel thought about doing something like this, mm-hmm. but it never ended up materializing. And Termisari actually, they, they said they have to think it through before they decide whether they want to whether they want to um, endorse us or not. This was going back like in the early days, like three years ago. So they actually had some type of convention. Then there was like a um, principles convention, and I went down there with a, a chaver of mine from the Kail, Someone else was involved. Uh, it was like Mamish in the beginning when we were first starting, and we went down to the convention, and I basically. What's it called? Elevator pitch? Yeah. I basically elevator pitched all the all the monolith and all the things. It was like a principal's conference. And I went over to every single one and I gave them cards and I gave them things. And I told them all about it. And the, a lot of the monolith there were very, very nostalgic. Some monolith that I met much many years later, they told me that mm-hmm. they, they have like tell me them that they used to call all the time. Like they're they're very into it. And we kept up with some of the monolith. Some monolith we, we spoke to afterwards and you know we kept up some a little bit of a shine. endorsement. So that we didn't have it then. At that point, we didn't uh, have time service endorsement. But they invited us to come. They said you can still come and, and you know hack around a little bit. So we went there. We we hacked around. And while we were there, um, we bumped into Bill David Shlita, and we were like you know schmoozing it over with him. He's the Yosher uh, Rosh of the Bad Rosh Hashivas. Yeah. Can little do. did I know at that point. I had, I had no clue. But we yeah. were, we were talking with him, and he was he was this whole he loved the idea, and we didn't know that he was the one that was that was deciding about it. <laughs> And it was like punk that we were supposed with him. And then a day later, I called back every night. I wasn't like, awesome, who are we holding? And he's like, you know, I just spoke to every David. He, he, wants, he said, we can, we can endorse it. So I was like, okay, Baruch Hashem. What does that do for you, the fact that they endorse it? So, so Terramasura sends it out. They send it out to their all their schools or whatever. They've, yeah. they've sent it out numerous times, telling everybody about it, helping you great, get, to gain awareness. I think that's one of our biggest like struggles or our biggest things, letting more people know about it. I, I'm, I'm assuming the more people that know about it, 
right? There definitely are more kids that can take advantage of it. They just, you know, have to know about it first. So, what what have you done? Where have you done? I, I haven't seen you in Mishpacha or in uh, so, Ted or Hamidia. So over the years, like we've we've slowly we've we've done advertising in you know every news. We've done a lot of Mishpacha. We've done an Ami. Oh really? The Mishpacha and in the Ami. We've had. Um, oh really? Okay. Ads, yeah, ads in Yated and in, in Mishpacha. Oh, really? It's so expensive though over time. You know. I know that's one of the things, right? Yeah. That's a little hurdle, right? So cool. we reach out to schools. We we send we have we have lists of all the schools. You, you could be expecting an email pretty soon. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> okay, and, I would think Lakewood is also a big market to advertise in, because just the sheer number of kids. You know, the bang for your buck in terms absolutely. of uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, we put out a video. Actually, of course, we put out a song and a video. Oh, it's, really? Like every said. Very nice. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. I, have to, I don't know if I know the dial a red B jingle. Oh, dial a red B jingle. I'm sure there's a great. I'm recording this for next time. <laughs> Put I'm sure there's a great little. Uh, has a nice ring to it. It's a very cute name. How did you come up with the name? Did it just uh, you know strike you? Or? Yeah, somewhere I made one of my friends suggested it. I think there's there's like a somewhere there's like a thing called dial a teacher. So it kind of like adapted that. But yeah, it's really, it's cool. One person once called in, a, it's like a, someone, the Rebbe, it sounds like Jesus for the Rebbe. <laughs> On my side, I didn't think so. I thought it was, I thought it was nice. I thought it was cute. And oh, because like dial a Rebbe, like you could dial a pizza. Uh-huh. Exactly. I hear. Okay, you need guys like that around. That's what, that's of course. what you're honest. Of course. So the biggest challenge is getting the word out. It sounds like, what kind of capacity do you think, how many can you handle a night? How many, like, where are you guys at? You could handle up to how many calls, would you say? So, so the mom's depends on night. Some nights I look at it and like I see like already eighty calls, like uh, two hours in. So that's pretty good. That means that you know. But how many yeah. can you handle total? Like what? So how many can? So literally, they they can handle almost three. Meaning, the way it works is there's the, the person on call is is number one. Then there's the backup layer, and then there's me as like the third layer. In the backups, there's a bunch of backups. We have like, I think kind of average amount of time backup. on a call, like five minutes or. So when, when a, oh for, you mean the actual caller? Yeah. Um, some questions could be between, could be one minute, and sometimes like, if a boy's really really stuck, it could be mamish a half hour on, on the thing. You get a boy like Cole, and he needs help. With if you average project. ten minutes, let's just say, so that's yeah. you can only do six an hour. Right, that's true. It's not a huge number. I mean, the five hours, like thirty a night. That's it. Right, but with all the backups and things, there are you're able yeah, to but do each a lot guy of is thirty a night at most. Thirty calls a night. That's Wait, and then the girls the restroom. I know. Then there's girls in Yiddish. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying employee at most could do 30. So if you have a, you know, how many employees? 10, that's 300 calls a night. That's, that's, that's a lot, you know, for, for, I mean, it's not a lot of kids per se for 10 people, but it takes time. And I are 25 Rabbeim and more is on call now. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's, you know, that's. Not at all of them answer every night. Some of them are just like volunteers or backups or this and that, but. But um wow, that's really right. so the way it works is so caller calls in, he hears like the welcome to the Rebbe and it's not you should try it, by the way. Yeah, of uh, and then he um let's say he'll press one during on times. So if it's during off times when he presses one foot, one is a question in learning, two is a question in Ashkafa, and three is a question in, in um halacha. Okay, and then let's say he'll press one. So it'll it'll say like if it's on off times, it'll say, Okay, you've reached us on off times. Um, you could, you could, if you press, if you want to stay on anyways, we'll try and see if any Rebbeim are available. We'll, we'll get you. If not, you can leave, feel free to leave a message and one of will get back to you. Um, if it's during on times, it tries the Rebbe on, on thing for like 30 seconds. If he's on the line or he doesn't take within 30 seconds, then it starts reaching out to one pool of backups. Oh, wow. 
and then if, they, if none of them take it, then it goes to second pool backups. So like, it's, wow, it's very sophisticated. It's I, cool. I can imagine it's not so inexpensive to to maintain it. Those kind of things are pretty expensive. Plus the paying the rebellion, plus the uh, advertising, you know, and the tchotchkes. Oh my gosh, don't forget the tchotchkes. <laughs> you have to keep the tchotchkes yeah. going. That's right. Okay, wonderful. I mean, listen, it sounds like it's totally fascinating. Um, I guess is there? there's no website because you don't really need that, I guess, right? There is a website, of course. What's w- the function w- of the website? What, what do you have on there? Just how to get in touch? Um, how to get in touch, a little bit about us, some of the articles we put out. Um, mm. the, the the song is on there. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to hear that and the video. Okay, uh, gonna, I will definitely check it out. Dial some endorsements, some testimonials, some of the things that people left about us. We had ladies that call in like mom is crying. Like they couldn't have anyone, no one's learned with their son and they wow. were mom stuck and like they, they're a single mother or whatever, whatever the matzah is. And like someone, the kid picked up a phone and got such chizuk from a Rebbe and like that's pulling them through the year. It's 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 life, mom is life changing for some kids. I can imagine. That's really special. All right, awesome. And is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about the program or about how it developed that we didn't touch upon? I think it's important to realize that, like, sometimes people have these ideas that, that fleet in and out and they come to, like, you know, have a nice idea, which I'm sure all your listeners are, are all these type of new chinach ideas are things that came up. And, like, aim based measures by Chiddush, like, these ideas in the chinach that come up, if you can materialize on them, they can really be phenomenal. Like, this idea came up and then we could have just pushed it away and we, we really thought that it probably won't work and it probably be no shaykhs. And we're with the thousands of kids that ask questions to me if we talk and never started it three years ago. It's like, Beautiful. really, it was just like a, a fleeting idea that we grabbed onto. And we saw such a that kept us going. That is a great message and very much fits with the whole point and theme of Chinuf Today podcast, which is to spread good ideas and share them and build one upon another. So uh, I think that's great. Amazing. And- Thank you so much. It's been <laughs> such a pleasure to meet you. So how do people get in touch? What do they do? How do they dial a Rebbe? 845-Q4-Rebbe, like question for Rebbe. Oh, great. 845-Q4-Rebbe. Okay. And that'll lead you into the system. Then you could go whichever path you want to uh, take. And if someone wants to send an email to you or to... Uh, Dialarebbe at gmail.com. Okay. Dialarebbe at gmail.com. Uh, right, Resnick, what a pleasure to meet you. Thank you so much. And I look forward to dialing a Rebbe myself. thank you wow isn't Rabbi Resnick so delicious and such a pleasure he's so positive and happy and energetic what perfect midos for a Rebbe so I know you're all thinking what I was thinking I gotta hear this commercial I gotta hear the jingle for Dial a Rebbe and it does not disappoint you can find it on YouTube I'm gonna play it for you in a minute but before I do I want to thank our many listeners for their positive feedback I want to remind you that sharing is caring. Feel free, please, to share our podcast with others who would find it interesting. And if you have any questions or comments, you could always send them to Podcast at gmail.com. Here is the Dial a Rebbe jingle. Don't be shy, give it a try. There's a line for you and me. 845-Q4 Rebbe. Somewhere to turn when you sit to learn. Grab a phone for you to ring. 845-Q4-Rebbe. When you're stuck in one spot, call and get the shot. They answer questions so gladly. 845-Q4-Rebbe. Don't go berserk with your homework. 
I hope you enjoyed our episode. This is Yerach Garfield wishing you a wonderful day.